0: The Parkins and Spiegel Show.
1: If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah.
0: A transformation of a highly significant Chicago athlete that uh, I'm guessing someone might disagree with his methods on this show. Eloy cut
2: out red meat from his diet. So it's quite literally a beef between Eloy and I. I want to talk to you. Hey, you got some beefs. And if he's saying that that's all it takes, I don't want it. You go ahead <laughs> and spike my cholesterol. You spike my blood pressure. If I'm giving up red meat, Just to lose weight? I've lost my
3: will to live. When I'm done eating a Mulligan's meal, for weeks afterwards, there are flecks of meat in my mustache, and I refuse to clean it because every now and then, a piece of meat will fall into my mouth.
0: So are you saying you'd rather have a bigger, worse, slower right fielder for your beloved White Sox, but someone who ate red meat? Yeah,
2: I feel the same way about Justin Fields.
3: I can't trust him. He's a vegan. I said, man, you're in Chicago. Go have a porterhouse. Come on, man. Oh, man. If this is motivating him, I think, I think it's good. I don't like it. It's spiritual, it. man. There's a whole spiritual the, well, component, know. you, I know? Know. I know. you know?
1: You got a soft spot. Kindness.
0: Kindness? Yes.
4: We feel entitled to artificially inseminate a cow. And when she gives birth, we steal her baby. Okay then. <laughs>
3: what
0: about the food chain? Don't kid yourself, Jimmy. If a cow ever got the chance, he'd eat you and everyone you care about.
5: I also
3: haven't had a carb in two days, which has uh, been wow. Good. Because carbs stick to me and make it harder to lose weight. Which that's for most people, right? Yeah, I think so. I think that's <laughs> yeah. the yeah. thing. I think that's the thing with carbs. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> I went to Weight Watchers, and it's a great organization. But you know what? carbs and sugar doesn't have a William S. Burroughs or a Keith Richards. All my alcoholic drug addict friends, their meetings are awesome and dark and compelling. Yeah, I, I T-boned a school bus and I had to flee to Mexico and then that's when i like, wow. And all the Weight Watchers meetings were, well, number one, I had Doritos for breakfast again. And, uh, but I decided to forgive myself. One,
6: two... Three. And here, here we
3: go. go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Jeff. Here we go Tony. We go. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from two to six on six seventy The Score in Odyssey Station.
0: Thanks for being with us, Parkinson Spiegel. On the Score, Jay Zawaski going to join us in about twenty minutes.
3: I love that guy. He's the best, right? Just want to hug him. So huggable. It's a good hug. Yes,
0: I don't know how many times I've hugged Jay. Yeah, a couple th- times, yeah, maybe once or twice. Jay, Have
2: you guys ever hugged? Sawaske is the host of <laughs> "I'm
3: Fat" podcast. Are you fat, or is that just the title? I am absolutely fat. <laughs> I forgot that. I didn't. <laughs> when Jay was an authority on British TV <laughs> about chicken sandwiches, it was the chicken sandwich yeah. craze that was, it was the sweeping. Popeyes thing? Yeah. Oh my god! So, w- when's the last time you guys hugged? Me and Speaks. Yeah.
0: I think he gave me a hug at my dad's funeral.
3: I, I'm, it's I'm an appropriate place to do it. Pretty sure I did. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I think so.
3: Is that a dare, Shane? Walk yeah, over. I think you and... should hug. All right. When, when do you want? <laughs> right now. I think you should hug. Did he just sigh? Like, <laughs>
0: I mean, <laughs> Was that, like, it Doesn't uh, translate to radio. An unwilling oh, but sigh. We're on Twitch.
3: Yeah. Oh, for no. the Twitch audience. That's all right. Forget it. Yeah. Forget it. <laughs> hug, the hug, hug oh. offer repealed. Has been rescinded. Oh, I mean. End it. End it. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, right. You're pretty angular, so you know, like <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know what kind of pleasure a hug of of you brings. I, hugs Just- have hurt
0: me before. <laughs> I, I've, I've been injured by hugs. I'm a skeleton.
3: That what happened to
2: your back?
0: No, the back was hurt before that. Wow. But yeah, it's a result. Oh uh,
3: my god! For anybody who doesn't know, Danny grew up with chronic back problems that led to multiple surgeries. How many?
0: Uh yeah. Two major ones and three other ones. Five total.
3: And, of course, that's something to joke about for Shane.
0: It's fine. Scoliosis. Old zigzag back. Old zigzag back. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) Lovely nickname. Doesn't bring back any flashbacks (laughs) to being bullied when I was 12. Uh, No. Not not, not a
3: single one. It's amazing when he lies on a staircase. He's actually flat on every Ah, single ah, stair. ah, ah, ah,
0: ah. You're all hilarious. Pretty fine. I feel bad. Actually. That's fine. You don't yeah. feel that bad. Not a little bad. Yeah,
3: just a little. Anyway, a smidge of bad. The other thing about Jay Zawoski uh, great to hug, enormous head. Enormous <laughs> head. Um, and, um, Mac and I want to, we were planning the Festival of Intrigue years ago. We wanted to fill um, uh, Jay Zawoski's hat with gumballs and have people guess how many gumballs were, were in the hat we never did it that's absurdly hilarious and also really mean it was a great event for the festival of intrigue that never that never actually actually happened
2: that's legit very funny
3: It stuck in my head understandably like a thousand four hundred and sixty three gumballs <laughs> yeah. would in jay's hat i'll
0: take the under There's
3: i ne- don't know <laughs> we never did it it's have you ever won those things those things are so hard
0: a swedish fish one in like fourth grade uh but if i'm being totally honest i kind of cheated because i overheard the person that was overseeing it (laughs) say one of the numbers oh that's pretty much a cheat yeah like like, like, she was like you know it was like i I think she was like 70 or you know but it was was like 76 and then I, i remember like there was like a audible like reaction like oh wow good guess and i was like yeah yeah totally good guy i'm just great at spatial recognition of swedish fish in, in styrofoam container it's so
3: difficult because you said you are like all right let's see if i can count how many jelly beans are in this jar there's uh 45 on this row and there's <laughs> 120 rows of 45 yeah, and you do the math, math. Yeah. yeah it's not but easy it's not easy
0: not easy <sighs> So we're all delaying here basically talking about some uh, developments in the Lonzo ball story that everybody knew was coming everybody had been talking for weeks that they were going to shut him down uh after the all-star break why they felt like they needed to like time that message post trade deadline like Bulls fans would not have been able to handle yeah. the bad news of not doing anything at the deadline with Lonzo ball being shut down I have no idea, but I don't understand basically anything uh that they're doing right now mm. but um it's just it's not going well, and it's no one is saying his career's over, but listen to how people are talking about this we'll We'll start with Billy Donovan. listen to just like the the emotion and the candor and kind of the rawness of how he speaks about the injury.
4: The thing for me is you know I, th- I think a lot of times it's so easy to look. You know, just just look at it through the lens of, gosh, we wish he was out here playing for us this. But to me, I take a totally different perspective of just what he has had to go through. You know, that's the thing that really bothers me, that he's 25 years old at this point in time of his career. And the game really for over a year has been taken away. You know, he missed half the year last year and he missed, missed all this year. You know, and he's always tried to handle himself well. He's always tried to be upbeat. He's always tried to be like he's moving and progressing in the right way. Um, you know, the decisions I think were made, you know, with Arturis and Mark and his representation and talking to Lonzo. Um, but I just feel bad for him, you know. It's clearly, I, I think people saw the 40 games that he played. He was a, a huge addition for our team. And he, he made a really, really positive uh, contribution in a lot of different ways, both offensively and defensively.
3: Man. It, it, feeling bad for the guy, if you know him at all, is something that probably hasn't been considered uh, enough because it, it's become such a, a punchline of sorts. to be like, oh, they're waiting for Alonzo, and such a, a crutch to lean on to some. And it, it, I think it's been a devastating situation for the team and everything. But aside from all of that, this is a 25 it's year old kid in the prime of his athletic and earning capability. But really, just he loves the game. He's grown up loving it. He's made the most of it. He's busted his ass to improve on the pro level and gotten so much better. Your your heart does break if if you know him at all, I'm sure. Yeah, I
0: mean, I don't know him, but respect the hell out of his game. I'm working on this NBA book, and I often ask these coaches or executives that I'm talking to not at all about the Bulls, but I ask them. I'm like, all right, so now, like, you know, not for the book, not for it to be quoted or anything, but you know, what do you think about the team? Just to kind of inform myself and develop relationships with these people, and it's been eye-opening how many of them are like, it, They got they got screwed. It, just devastating Lonzo Ball injury. Tough to overcome. He's so special. I know you love the quote that one current NBA coach said. He's one of the few guys in the game who can control a game without having the ball in his hands. Oh,
3: that, that that's that's powerful to me because he dictates tempo um, just by the way that he plays, the way he wants to play, makes it magnetic. And on defense, he's just so fabulous and, and, and can be used on so many different ways as a perimeter defender. Frees up so many other people to do their thing. Right.
0: Great shooter. So that spaces the floor. Doesn't need the ball in his hands. Uh, that helps with the guys who do that are ball dominant, like Zach and Demar. And then the, he'll take the other team's best wing defender, which your top scorers don't do. And he p- helps your pace and your tempo. It
3: makes everybody wants to play that way. I've, I've, I've yeah. referenced him as like the guy in the in the at the gym who everybody wants to to run with because he doesn't need the ball, but he loves to pass. And you're going to want to pass to the whole thing. So that
0: so that is the portion of it that is tough from the bull standpoint but yeah man he made himself into this player basketball family a ton of hype one brother he's better than who's not going to be a pro the other brother more hype than him grew up with the spotlight on him dude
3: grew up with the spotlight on him and a crazy dad who did a lot for him obviously but he's also had to like overcome and withstand some of the distractions that the dad has provided and like make the name for himself despite the big baller brand and everything and he's come through that seemingly with integrity intact
0: yeah as i mean and lavar for his antics that got attention on his kids a lot of it's aged pretty well honestly and he and yes like so yeah it was distracting at times but it was also just the spotlight He Mm -hmm. put a ton of pressure and attention on his kids, and he knows his kids, and his kids can handle it, and Lonzo is uh, emblematic of that. But So that's Billy Donovan. Okay, fine, maybe you've heard that, maybe you haven't. Here's Tristan Thompson just talking about it. Former Bull, connected, celebrity, well-known NBA figure. He's breaking in over at ESPN. Here's what he shared about Lonzo Ball.
1: What do you make of their season so far? (sighs) Tough, (laughs) tough. Um... What I learned early in the NBA, and Jalen knows this, and you know this, Sinead. When you're building a basketball team, it's a puzzle piece. The puzzle's piece has got to fit, and they got to flow. With this, with this Bulls team, of course, not having Lonzo Ball is, is a big blow for them, and I talked to Rich Paul. We both have the same agent, and, and his injury is a unique injury. His injury is unique. We've, they've seen all the doctors across the country. Everyone's touched his knee, examined it. This is a unique injury that they have never seen before, And right now, it's to a point where, like you said, the Bulls, they're out of the playoff picture right now. And it's not worth him coming back with 24 games left. It's more about let's look to next season for him and just having a a healthy life. You know, we want to just have Lonzo Ball be healthy, be able to just play the game. But for this Bulls team, they got to figure out if, if, if this is Zach Levine's team, Zach Levine, you got to give him a five-man that he, that he enjoys playing with, a guy that can compliment him. You know, DeMar is, is is playing at a high level, and he's always reliable. But not having a point guard, you need a point guard, especially with a playoff team. Wow, there's a lot in there, actually. That little the f- throwaway. The
0: five-man who he enjoys playing with. Yeah. Yeah, and he was here, so he might have some insight into that. Yeah. With Vooch and, uh, and Zach.
3: Right, that Zach would rather have a defensive big, a defensive five or something like that. What is that? That's I, that's very interesting.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, we know that we know they don't fit because neither of them are defensive players. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Wow. But yeah, the idea of
3: yeah, Zach wants I, a rim protector, but uh, but no, so but he the, can loaf the, on the, defense. But
0: then Rich Paul, Rich Paul. I mean, I, I don't know that he wants that out there. But like, we've seen all of the doctors, and it's a different type of injury that people haven't seen. Like, li- listen to Sham Sharani. Like, so like take that. Yeah, he- here's Sham.
3: I heard this this morning with Mully and Haw.
0: With the Mully and Haas show talking about where they're at with this injury.
6: And I definitely think there, there has been internal fear that the issues that he's having with his knee just have not gotten better. The, the pain, the discomfort has just continued to persist. And from
4: what I'm told, he's working on, on other strategies uh, and other treatment options to figure out if he can utilize some, a different path to try to recover.
3: Man. So I, I, what are the alternative treatments for a damaged knee for an athlete in the prime of his career. I mean, we know about, like, the blood spinning and, like, some of that stuff that, that's gone on. Um, I mean, acupuncture? Like, what are we talking about? Because he's had multiple surgeries, and it gets better to a point, but then he resumes basketball activity, and it immediately hurts in the exact same
0: way. You have to ask the question if he's going to play basketball again. And you know I don't like talking about injuries on the radio because unlike Bernstein, I can't play a doctor on the radio. You know what I mean? We but you hear these people saying he's been to all of the doctors, he's had the surgeries, he still has pain, he hasn't yeah. made it better, he can't cut. At one point it was hurting him when he's going up the stairs. Thankfully, it seems like that is is behind him. I he didn't have total reconstruction re- reconstructive surgery. No. Like this is we're 13, 14 months. Post injury, he's sitting out the rest of these games. Okay, fine. I mean, do you think it's better than fifty-fifty that he plays opening day next year? Mm, I, I no. I don't know. Just hearing these guys talk about it is not painting an optimistic picture. When, when Lonzo spoke to the media last, he did. Like, like are, are you know, someone asked, like, are you worried about your career? And he said, no. You know, he, he didn't – that did not even, like, kind of really enter – he's like, not at this point. But the question is just going to get louder and louder and fairer and fairer, man. And no, one, no he, one is projecting confidence because no one knows what it is. No. That is bizarre.
3: Yeah, they don't know why it's, why it's continuing to hurt. I mean, if it was early stages of osteoarthritis or something like that, I mean, they – I don't I, – I would assume that they would say that. They'd get something – at all. It was first diagnosed as a meniscus in January of 2022. Had surgery, was expected just to be out for a few weeks, and he never got back.
0: That's so yeah, 13 months. Crazy. It's insane. Yeah. It's, it's a, and it's horrible luck for the Bulls. I don't think he makes them a championship caliber team,
3: but he, I think they believed that he did.
0: I, I know that, mm-hmm. but I'm saying, even if they don't even if they don't think that he was a championship team they they believe that he made them competitive that he made them a top four team in the east that he made them a tough out that he made them that no team would sweep them in a playoff series you know like that he, he made them a tier one or two team like mm-hmm. but without him they're obviously broken and that's crazy it shouldn't be all on one guy like that who isn't an all-star or hasn't been an all-star I think he has all-star potential yeah
3: but you know they, they really believe that his skill set just matches perfectly and mitigates so many other weaknesses on this team. And he and Caruso together were supposed to be the defensive identity and we saw flashes of it and we'll see, man, starting tomorrow, we will see a little bit what at least a veteran hard driving point guard who can shoot threes and plays really good defense can do to this mix. That's what we're going to get to see over these last, what, 18 games at this point? 23 games. 23 games. Yeah. 23 games. So we're, so we're going to get to see that, and, and, and I think they're hoping that it shows that they have not completely screwed up in putting this core together, and then we'll see if they add a different kind of point guard uh, for next year. Brutal.
0: We are always happy to talk to Jay Zawoski, but now that in addition to asking him if the Blackhawks are going to trade Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves' his career is over and putting that whole thing into context, how many gumballs does he believe would have fit in his head or in his hat?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: he puts the hat on the head. <laughs>
3: and if it was the head, then we'd be talking to Seven. the late the late Jason.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be a hell of a get. Oh my God. Much tougher to book.
3: I like the living wor- version of the man. He joins us next on the score.
5: A family there this is awesome awesome stuff his young son and his wife and absolute mayhem
0: here in Chicago and Patrick Kane is now hat Kane in this game you know Patrick Kane has said in the last few weeks
2: that he would probably cherish these home games a little bit more before the deadline, not knowing what's going to happen. And that still remains to be seen. However this shakes out, leading up to March 3rd, he knew that he would cherish the remaining
0: nights like this. Of course, this is a special night for a special player. He's going to have his statue out front of the building when it's all said and done. And for Patrick Kane... None of this greatness is accidental.
2: Have you made a decision about possibly moving on, and can you break some news
3: for us right here on television? (laughs) Sorry, I got nothing for you. Ah. (laughs) The Parkinson Spiegel Show, afternoons on the score.
0: It's been too long since we've talked to our friend. He hosts the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. He is the creator, along with our buddy Rick Camp, of the I'm Fat podcast. He is on Twitch, and he is with us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sportsbook. Jay Zawoski, how the hell are you?
3: What's up, guys? How are you? Good, man. forget good, man. I just pointed at you on the Twitch, but it was too low for you to see Pointing back, and I'm, I'm an idiot. Idiot. and I'm an and idiot. And our cameras are over there, <laughs> not,
0: not, not the de- not the monitor, not the desktop in front of you. These are computers. <laughs> oh, okay. and these are cameras. Thank you. That's how it works.
3: I, I'm so glad Danny's here, Jay. You have yeah. no idea.
0: Yeah. Bro. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> no one's ever said that.
3: Uh, <laughs> that was a fun night, huh? Patrick Kane with a hat trick at home, and it felt like old times. Is he gone? What's happening here, sir? <laughs>
6: Buddy, I wish I knew. And what's funny about it is, even if you talk to people. In the organization that are involved in these sort of things every day, they don't know. No one seems to really know what Patrick Kane wants to do, and I'm not 100% sure Patrick Kane knows what Patrick Kane wants to do. I think he's got the you know he's got the angel and the devil on his shoulder, saying, "Look, you've won three Stanley Cups. You've got nothing else to prove. Your family is settled and established here. You're gonna get an Hall of Fame. You're gonna have your number retired. Pick plus." And get an you know an extra piece to the rebuild, so I think he's kind of battling with that. And, and the way he's been playing lately, um, you know, you, are you you're wondering, is he trying to up his trade value? Is he trying to make the Hawks think twice about wanting to trade him? It is so hard to figure out. No one really knows what he wants to do. And uh, I guess we just keep waiting because he was asked last night, Are you going to wait for no trade clause? I haven't decided yet. Okay. And you believe that it is a
0: it's a certainty, right? That if he did, they would move him.
6: Well, I think so. The, the, only, the only wrench in that would be if Patrick Kane says, I want to be traded to, just throwing it out there, the New York Rangers. And the Rangers say, okay, we're going to give you a third-round pick. Kyle Davidson might say, that's not enough for me to trade Patrick Kane. He's been very good so far, and I know it's been a short tenure for him. But Kyle Davidson goes into trade negotiations with a set price. And that, if that price is not met, he is willing to walk away. Uh, so yeah, if some organization is going to change the franchise right and give him another first-round pick in a draft that is historically loaded, um, then they'll they'll do that. But if he's not going to get the, the right value for Kane, he I don't I don't know if he will because again the the, the problem with the no movement clause from the Cal Davidson's perspective is Kane can if he wants to go to only one team, he can do that, mm-hmm. and then that really kind of takes away any sort of power or leverage that Kyle Davidson would have should there be three, four, five, or 31 other teams involved.
3: Jay Jay Zawoski uh, knows hockey really well, and uh, Danny and I have – Stolen so many good hockey thoughts from him, right? It I mean, it feels better
0: to do it this way
3: <laughs> just to actually let him say it, <laughs> just to ask him for them. But, yeah. but I've been stealing hockey thoughts from Jay for a lot longer than you, okay? Yeah, of course, Jenny, I mean, like, he left, of-
0: I just stopped having hockey
3: thoughts, <laughs> but it's like, Jay, I remember when, when it's such an interesting moment because when Taves and Kane both signed these identical eight year, $84 million deals. Uh, in the middle of what seemed like a dynasty that wasn't going anywhere. You know, I, I remember looking at it and talking about it with you going like, oh, they, the cap hits at 10.5 million every year. I wonder if that will eventually become an albatross. And it happened a lot faster than anybody thought uh, because of the nature of the cap, the hard cap, and also because Taves fell off uh, so much. But, yeah. but it, so we'll talk about, I'll ask about Taves in a moment, but... Patrick Kane is still that guy, isn't he? He's still that guy yes. who can be incredibly uh, not just effective, but beautiful and artistic with the necessary artistry, as we as we always used to talk about with him. He's still an incredible scorer.
6: Yeah, and you know the funny thing is, I think a lot of people, uh, from people like me to you know national analysts, sort of lost sight of what Patrick Kane was because he scored seven goals this week. Uh, in the 49 games prior, he scored nine. Hmm. So it it hasn't been a great season for Kane. And I think, you know, wrestling with the trade rumors and dealing with the kind of nagging hip injury he's had for years and not having the same quality of players on his line that he's used to. And all these sort of things, weighed you know, factored in to a pretty subpar, you know, first over half of the season for Patrick Kane. And all of a sudden he has sort of found it, and he's found the joy again. And some people speculate. Maybe he's made his decision in his mind, right? He knows what he's going to do, so that weight is lifted, and he's just playing his game now. I don't know. But when you see what he's done over the last week, that dude still got it, right? Like, hands don't go away. Shooting accuracy doesn't go away. Vision and passing, that stuff stays with you. Yeah, if, if he was a speed burner, right, a guy who just blazed past everybody and that's how he scored. That would be one thing. But Patrick Kane's a guy who's going to play effective hockey for another four or five years. You know, you won't see that point per game numbers per se, but he's still going to be like a 60, 70 point guy as long as he's on a decent team until he, until he decides to hang up the skates.
0: All right, Speaks. You can ask about Taves in just one second. It's killing me. I was going to wait till the end of the interview, but I, I just want to do it now. I, I just got to know. You okay. can see Jay Zawaski's big, beautiful dome on, on, on our Twitch page. Speaks uh, told the story uh, <laughs> in the last segment uh, that at one point you guys were going to put a bunch of gumballs in your hat and guess how many gumballs would have fit in your hat because of your big, beautiful dome.
3: It's the festival of intrigue. It was going to be just an incredible event. The festival. Do I have the details right? How, was it gumballs in a hat? I think how, it was. How many gumballs gum would have gum gum been, balls, Jay? Yeah.
6: God. Uh, uh infinite <laughs> 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 a lot i don't know I, I i haven't really uh we didn't actually go through with it the <sighs> festival intrigue was canceled because of covid um <laughs> but uh yeah I, I would say in the mid-hundreds i would think maybe 400 marbles? <laughs> no, marbles marbles or gumballs that's a lot of marbles
3: yeah, yeah they're the same size uh, yeah. yeah okay i All can't right. i can't believe we never did it it's just, just ridiculous. it have to be a fitted yeah, hat, know? of course. And it can't be a, a strap back, you know? Well, yeah, you don't want, you don't want the gumballs falling out. <laughs> can, can, can we resurrect the idea? I, I,
0: Should, I think so. Can, uh, I'm asking Jay. Oh,
6: yeah. It's, it's his hat. You send the gumballs, I will fill the hat.
0: All right, done. <laughs> that, 100% w- willing to do that.
6: That sounds like a ratings bonanza <laughs> right there. <laughs> People, they can't wait. They're chomping at the bits of that one.
0: Oh, okay, so uh, I guess back to hockey. Um <laughs> So Jonathan Taves, is it it, (laughs) fill people in if they haven't followed the story? And is it over?
6: Oh boy. The second part I'm going to answer first. Uh, It feels like it should be like, dude, listen to your body. You know, I just listed all the accomplishments Patrick Kane has. Jonathan Taves has the identical ones uh, with an Olympic gold medal thrown on top. Like, there's nothing more for you to prove with the concussion history and the chronic immune response syndrome and all the things he's been through in the long COVID, like just maybe it's best to step away. And I, I hope he's taking this time away to really consider that. Um, I The Hawks are not going to resign him. That would be negligent uh, mm. for many reasons, both hockey wise and kind of morally um, to let a guy keep going when his body has been through what it's been through. Um so what happened is he got COVID before the vaccine. Like even before COVID was really uh, like identified as COVID, like a lot of people got sick, like the Christmas, New Year's, February, right before that March. And the years are skateboarding 21, right? I don't know. Whatever year it was Mm, that COVID started 700 years ago. No,
3: 19, (laughs) 19.
6: Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, It doesn't matter. That's when he got it that February. um, And it just, completely sapped him and it cost Jonathan and Taves an entire hockey season. That guy, one of the, you know, game's biggest air quotes warriors and try hard guys and lead by example, it was so bad that he missed an entire hockey season. Uh, so he got sick about, you know, three, four weeks ago. And they said, Oh, it's a non COVID related illness. He's got the flu. And then it was like 10 days, 11 days. And then all of a sudden, they made this announcement that he's still dealing with the long COVID and his body just isn't recovering the way it, it used to. So uh, he's stepping away. They, Kyle Davidson said, they hope he could return in March, but I don't know. Like, I don't know what that accomplishes aside from, if you know he's going to retire, you throw him for the last couple home games and let him have his, uh, his lap and his standing ovation. He deserves that. He certainly deserves that. Um, but I, you know, I, I can't imagine, but like, you know, what, I'll go back on that. If anyone's going to say doctors be damned, I'm still playing hockey. It's probably Jonathan Taves, hmm. um, but he's also a pretty smart dude, and I think he's over the years become more aware of his health and, and you know and what's important. Uh, so hopefully he does the right thing by him, and really only he and his doctors know what that is. I don't, I don't know what the future holds for him, but just knowing what I do know. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense to hang him up for him.
3: Never would have guessed at the second half of his career after the beginning when he was right there with Sidney Crosby. It was like it was like Crosby yeah. then Taves in just about every category with every accolade and uh, and everything. It's uh, it's amazing. Jay um, earlier in the show, um, Chris Tannehill reminded us how the BBC. Thought of you as such an expert yes. on fried chicken sandwiches, um, yes. that they had you on the host of the I'm Fat podcast. And, um, Jay yes. you- Sawaski so is the host of <laughs> I'm Fat podcast. Are you fat or is that just the title? I am absolutely fat.
0: <laughs>
5: we so, were so proud that day, so time.
3: proud that day that you went international. Have you been back on uh, on British no. television?
6: No, I, I uh, have not been invited back. I, my hit must have not has gone as well as they'd hoped. It was actually about Wendy's coming to uh, Britain. Oh. Was, like They were opening their first Wendy's, and it was a big deal. So I had to go on and explain what made Wendy's good
3: it's still it's my you're favorite, favorite. But the thing is it's a great book by them oh it's such a good you're, book some <laughs> perfect expert some research assistant it. is like i found a guy
6: <laughs> or two like, guys i got a guy look at his picture he's qualified <laughs> yeah Man. that was strange that was like easter it was i don't know if it was easter sunday or it might have been i was at a family party that day i think it was easter huh. that that happened on. wow which is even stranger
0: are you happy, man, over there? You guys seem to be killing it. So happy for you to watch you do this and cover the Hawks as well and as thoroughly as you do and all of your success. So I, I hope you're happy with it because it's uh, it's pretty awesome to watch from afar.
6: Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible. And, you know, you are one of the people I sort of – both of you, actually, were people I kind of confided in um, before I made the decision to leave uh, WBBM and, and join CHGO and – I've honestly not looked back. I've, uh, I miss people and I miss the building and seeing everybody, but, uh, I'm so happy I did this. I'm, I'm truly living my dream job. Something I thought like when the Hawks started getting bad, I'm like, well, that's that full-time Hawks thing. That ship has probably sailed. Hmm. Um, you know, and then all of a sudden you get that phone call that you're not expecting and, and your life changes. So, uh, it's been awesome. It's been great. It's been everything that I was promised, um, which was a lot. And, uh, if people haven't checked it out yet, I hope they do. Um, it's just, it's so great. We love it. Everybody's having a great time. And, you know, it reminds me of as a listener, like the early days of the score, like this kind of small ragtag group, you know, putting out putting our hearts and soul in the, into the whole thing to make it work. And it's a very similar vibe over there. So um, it's great. I couldn't be happier.
3: Sorry. You have to see Mark Carmen so much. Right. I mean, that's yeah.
6: tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He had to mention the one bad part about the job. I kind of try to block that out. No, like Charlie's awesome. He, he's like the nicest guy and super gung ho. Yes, and boy, you, Danny, you and him are cut from the same cloth, man. Just very, very similar in your your radio entertainment mind. I will say we're very good friends. So I'm a big. I can tell. Big fan of that
0: guy. He's. Uh, you guys are doing yeah. good stuff, man. Congratulations again, Thanks. and it's a- awesome to hear from you, Jay.
6: Thanks, Jay. Yep. Anytime. Talk to you next year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's James Zawoski from CHGO on the Hawks. The
3: best thing was, like, is it? You said, all right, back to hockey. And he went, sorry. It's <laughs> a very quick aside. He's the I just wanted
0: to know about the gumballs. I, oh, yeah, I know. I, I know. I think the audience wanted to know as well.
3: I think they still want to know. Yeah, I think, well, I think, I mean, think we're going
0: to do it. What, I, I I'm send happy f- to fund the gumball project.
3: Five well, A million-dollar deal. 500 gumballs, he enough. you
0: send the gumballs. We'll send them. Yeah. So, That's, if
3: 500 gumballs, enough? or is, I mean, do we need to get more than that <laughs> depends on the size of the gumball, I, I suppose. Yeah,
0: well, are marbles acceptable as a replacement? Yes,
3: okay, yes, all but right. then he ends up with 500 marbles.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, at yeah. a this way, he actually has <laughs> gum. Yeah, that's a good point, it's much more practical. Gift, uh, <laughs> we've been doing like what are you watching to try to get us through this sportslessness period of time, and we realized that all of us kind of independently have run into this a, a similar problem with all the content that's out there. It's next on the score. <laughs> What are you watching? They'd rather have 12 TVs set up in their TV watching cave. What are you watching? What's missing? Give up? Television?
2: This ain't reality TV.
0: Binging TV show. But
3: what are you watching?
0: She's watching all of NCIS right now.
3: Leave that. Don't
0: touch touch
3: that. that. My My program's program's coming on. You been seeing that? What are you watching?
0: So we've talked the last couple days about what we're watching, trying to get you into stuff that we're into, selling things to each other, Last of Us, Shrinking, When We Were Kings, all things that have been thrown around uh, here at the end of the show. And we realized that we all have these different networks. You got you got Hulu and Apple and Amazon and Netflix and HBO and all these different things. And oh, yeah, by the way, some of us still have cable. Hmm. And uh a lot of them are making the same or, or different projects on the same thing. The we got to be specific.
3: True crime documentaries are such a ridiculous phenomenon that networks are rushing into production. As cases are still happening, Tanny and I realized it today. What, the Murdoch documentary, the family down in Alabama, the family of judges? Murdoch murders a Southern scandal on Netflix. <laughs> Thank you, sir. No boy, is it a scandal. That trial is going on right now. Right now. And there's, you said there's two that are out there. <laughs> I heard
5: there's one on HBO Max as well. My buddy HBO
3: Max told me all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Shane loves that. Uh, so, so that's one. Um, I was reading the other day about. Um, uh, about this this documentary on the St. Lawrence College guy who uh, had became like it was like a sex cult of some kind in his New York apartment. There's one on Hulu, and there's one somewhere else. And Seth Meyers was tweeting that like watch the one on Hulu, not Sarah the Lawrence, other one. not St. Lawrence, S- Sarah, Sarah Lawrence. Lawrence. Thank you, thank you, Sarah Lawrence. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, everyone has a, a, a Jeffrey Epstein. You know, I can't I can't get enough. I mean I don't I don't watch them all but like I get inundated with it on every app that I log in yes. on. Yes. There's I mean, we're still talking about this guy. Um Anna Delvey, the little con artist
3: girl. Oh right.
0: Uh in like there was- girl
3: from Mozart, right? Yeah, she she played her in the dr- the dramatic that's, series that's on the, Netflix. That's
0: the other thing. There's there's the dramatic I show. Know. There's the documentary show. Then multiple networks get into it. I think
3: both of our producers started watching the wrong Casey Anthony documentary. Yeah,
0: that's that was, amazing. So
3: I mentioned it on the show one <laughs>
5: one day, and Shane started it because I was borrowing I was borrowing Shane's login for whatever streaming platform that was on. I think it was Peacock, maybe. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, I, yeah. so Shane starts watching the incorrect version, and I didn't know. So I go to log into Shane's Peacock, and there's the old incorrect version. I'm like, oh, yeah. let me just start with that. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, it's like Th- modern- Brits, right?
2: Yeah. These yeah. Brits in like a CSI investigation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
5: I'm like, but this I don't, Casey Anthony's not in this. They're just talking about evidence, and it was just, oh, then I realized, oh, this was filmed like five years ago. Yeah. This is not the current Casey Anthony documentary.
3: And I don't look at reviews uh, of this stuff. Like, I- if, when netflix tells me here's the new murdaugh documentary and this like hey it's 97% on netflix like yeah, that's like, proprietary with
0: well, 97% match they're like oh they know me <laughs> i thought they all like they netflix the, the match scores are pretty good when i see something in the 90th or 100th yeah. percentile on match i'm like you know what i, I do want to watch that so
3: i'm sure somebody out there has a website that is reviewing these and and can can the guide duplicates.
0: us yeah which one is better than the other yeah i mean well so it's the old
2: Justin Fields addict, right? Like, just hit shuffle on Netflix. That's what he said on part of my take. You
5: said Justin Fields addict. That's you Danny. Well, yeah. edict. 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 That's edict. Edict. For. Edict.
3: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Or adage. Or adage. Either yeah. either one would have been fine. Yeah, I think you went <laughs> adage and edicts combined. Edict emaciating yourself i can't imagine
0: he's the only person i've ever heard that just hits the the play anything button or is it play something or play Play something play something something. yeah play something shuffle
2: for netflix there's give me something give me something (laughs) there's
0: (laughs) thousands of things on netflix and and you're just saying play something
3: that's crazy
0: i i can't imagine that anyone uses that uh, justin fields does i can't
3: imagine you know why his brain is too Locked chock in. full of plays that's and right. locked into nfl greatness baby yeah that's what it is so yeah Murdaugh
5: murders it's quite a scandal but i wish it was had some closure on it but he yeah. followed the real life news which is sometimes is stranger than fiction <laughs> yeah
3: <know? laughs> yeah especially when they're <laughs> rushing it to production before there's well, really anything the, it's, to it's do. like a
0: it's a race to capitalize on the news to get the documentary on it and oh well just if it's a hit We'll just do a follow up,
3: right? They'll follow it up and add it, it, more it's episodes. It's cheap programming, and they'll just add to it. Are we that stupid and vapid yes, yes, as, as a yes. as a country?
5: A hundred percent. What was that? with The original making a murderer, right? With that murder trial up in Wisconsin, where yes. well, like they realized or they so realized someone that decided, like, oh yeah, everything they said in the first ten parts of this documentary was yeah. all a lie. Or or, <laughs> yeah.
3: or one of one of the great OGs of uh, true crime documentaries, the staircase which I saw originally years and years ago, has had, like, three different updates. There's, like, more, and then there's a later. Live a-
5: not live action, but there's, like, a, a acted version, and oh, then there's right. an HBO documentary version. Like, yeah. they all for you. Yeah. So.
0: yeah, because if something works, we get sequels of it. Like, we, we, we saw that in movies. We saw it in spinoffs of TV shows, so why wouldn't it happen if documentaries are true crime? You're it's right. Just, it's just a formula. It's what they do. And everyone's racing for content. Anyone else having serious FOMO that the Cocaine Bear reviews are starting to to come out. I know someone who was at an advanced screening uh, said it was awesome. It was exactly what you wanted it to be. I mean, I want to see this movie so bad. It looks so dumb, but so good. It's got real Con Air vibes, like to me, like real Armageddon vibes. Like just the, the possibility for it being like writing that Good
2: bad. good,
3: bad, sweet spot. Yeah. Why
2: is Fickner not in Cocaine Bear?
0: That's what I'm saying. It's hey, shocking to hey, me. Hey,
3: his new show is supposed to be great. The show that Fickner's in on, on ABC with uh, Milo Ventimiglia is supposed to be really good, like a sleek con artist okay. family kind of show.
0: Well, the thing is, is everything's supposed to be really good. It's impossible to watch all of this stuff it's true. and watch sports and occasionally talk to your wife and kids.
2: Cocaine Bear, according to Twitch, has a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes
0: already. That feels low. low. That's
2: high for Rotten Tomatoes. They hate everything.
0: They do hate everything. But the reviews on the internet, like the Twitter reviews, I think those are very popular. Mm. Very popular. Maybe we should put a movie critic on tomorrow who's seen it. Put Roper on tomorrow? Put Roper on? I'll text Roper tomorrow. That's a fun idea. See if he's seen Cocaine Bear if he wants to give us like a five-minute review tomorrow for Cocaine Bear. All right. Good idea. Good talk. See you out there. Thank you to um, Dave, Wanstead. Dave Wanstead, who was on the show. Maybe
2: we just get an advance copy for Coom to watch, because he's on tomorrow, and then he gives us a review.
3: Coom. Mm-hmm. Well. Cocaine and, Cub. And that something. thanks to Pat McGann for being in studio That today. was great. That was really fun.
0: Check him out. Uh, April 22nd, com. You can also go to the Chicago Theater box office, uh, but he is trying to settle out his second show on April 22nd at the Chicago Theater. Awesome, awesome stuff for Pat McGann. Thank you to Kevin Lapka and Connor O'Donnell, Twitch chat, video streams. Thank you, sir. Shane Reardon, our executive producer. Thank you, sir. Chris Tannehill makes us sound better than we are each and every day. For Matt Spiegel, I'm Danny Park. As we are parked Spiegel, this is The Score.
6: I'm on it. See ya.